Hey guys, welcome to our weekly news show here on Backstage with Millionaires. I'm Caleb, your host, and it has been a pretty exciting week here in India's startup ecosystem, specifically when it comes to IPO-related news. However, the first thing that we're going to be talking about today isn't actually news, although it is related to an IPO, specifically the first ever Indian startup unicorn IPO. We all know that Zomato went public very successfully. And now some information has come to light regarding the reason why the startup actually decided to go public in the first place. And it's pretty shocking. So according to Dipinder Goyal, who is one of the founders and is also the current CEO of Zomato, the company didn't really feel like it had a choice. They were going public in order to survive. So when they actually made this decision to go public, it was in the midst of the pandemic. They had lost about 90% of their business. They had about six months of runway left and they desperately needed $50 million. And because India had just changed its FDI rules, that's the foreign direct investment rules, they couldn't go to their normal Chinese investors to raise those funds. And nobody else was willing to invest because the situation globally was very uncertain at that time. And so they decided, okay, this is what we need to do. We're going to go public to raise these funds to get this $50 million, and then we'll be able to keep going. It'll keep the business alive, essentially. Now, as we all know, things did turn around for Zomato as society slowly changed. Thanks to the pandemic, people started working from home. They started ordering food at home like never before. And of course, the financial situation at Zomato improved, and they probably could have decided not to go ahead with those IPO plans. They could have raised that $50 million from somewhere else as people started to feel more and more confident about the global situation, and specifically when it came to food delivery, food tech. But instead, they decided to continue with their plans to go public because they saw clear benefits. They realized that they were going to be the first Indian startup unicorn to go public. And they also realized that the public was excited about that fact. And as we've seen, that was a very successful IPO. And now many other Indian startups have followed suit. But Zomato was the trailblazer there. And I'm personally very happy that they went ahead and did decide to go public. All right, next up in the IPO-related news, Policy Bazaar has set a date for their IPO. And it's coming up fast, November 1st. So here's a little bit of information about that IPO. They're going to be raising 5,710 crore rupees, 3,750 crore rupees of which is going to be in the form of primary shares, and 1,960 crore rupees of which is going to be in the form of secondary shares. The issue size is going to be 60.7 million shares, and those shares will be priced between 940 and 980 rupees. All right, next up in the IPO-related news, Paytm, which is India's most valuable fintech startup. Startup, they're also a Decacorn, has also set a date for their IPO. And this is going to be the biggest IPO in Indian history. And it's going to be happening on November 8th. So they're going to be raising 18,300 crore rupees from this IPO, which is up from the previous number that they had said of 16,600 crore rupees. Now, 8,300 crore rupees of this will be in the form of primary shares, and 10,000 crore rupees of this will be in the form of secondary shares. And this IPO is going to be valuing Paytm at $20 billion. These shares will be priced between 2,080 rupees and 2,150 rupees. Also, it's expected that Paytm will be hitting the stock market on November 18th. All right, next up in the IPO-related news, the folks over at Zostel aren't the only ones trying to stop Oyo from going public. 
Now, we also have the Federation of Hotel and Restaurant Association of India, which consists of more than 50,000 members. And they're also urging the Securities and Exchange Board of India to stop OYO from going public. So back in April of 2019, this federation filed a complaint against OYO, Make My Trip, and iBibo Group, which is a subsidiary of Make My Trip, with the Competition Commission of India. And they did this because Make My Trip allegedly delisted hotels that were operated by OYO's competitors from their platform, which would have been considered anti-competitive behavior. Now, this case is still pending with the Competition Commission of India. No final decision has been made. And so in a statement, the Federation of Hotel and Restaurant Association of India said that there has been not a single case, to our knowledge, where a company being investigated for anti-competitive practices by the Director General of the CCI has been permitted to initiate an IPO by SEBI. In view of the same, O'Ravel's proposed IPO is premature and ought to be rejected or deferred at this stage while a major investigation by the CCI remains pending. Now, to their credit, OYO did detail this complaint extensively in their draft red herring prospectus, but I'm curious to know your thoughts on this. Should OYO be allowed to go public with this pending complaint and with this ongoing court case with Zostel, which could potentially change the financial structure, the shareholding structure of the company? Let me know what your thoughts are in a comment down below. All right, next up in the news, the pay wars are continuing. If you don't know anything about the pay wars, check out episode 72 of this news show. You can find everything that you need to know over there. But they are continuing. This is a battle between PhonePay and BharatPay. And the latest development is that BharatPay had launched a buy now, pay later app called PostPay. And they were heavily promoting this app during the T20 World Cup. And of course, PhonePay was not too happy about that. And so they went to the Bombay High Court and filed an injunction appeal. Now they're in the process of withdrawing that injunction appeal so that they can file a lawsuit for trademark violation. Now, in response to this, Bharat Bay has said that by taking on a trademark for the paid device mark in Devnagri script in classes related to payment services in a country like India, where Hindi is the primary language of the masses, PhonePay has acted against the larger public interest. And Resilient, which is the parent company of Bharat Bay, is committed to undoing this. So once again, I'm curious to know your thoughts on this. Is PhonePay within their legal rights to trademark a device mark from the Devnagri script or should BharatPay and other companies be allowed to use pay in whatever context they like? Let me know what your thoughts are in a comment down below. All right, moving on to some acquisition news now. Cello, which we recently talked about in a previous news video because they had raised some funds, and this is a platform that allows bus operators to offer digital tickets and also to accept digital payments. It's basically taking India's bus space, which is kind of antiquated and it's bringing it online, has acquired bus aggregator platform for office goers, Shuttle, in an all cash deal. This is amazing news because we thought Shuttle was dead. We even reported on that in a previous news video and everybody thought that Shuttle was shut down for good. But now they're being acquired by Cello, which is amazing news. Before the pandemic, Shuttle had more than 2,000 buses across India. Then though, of course, the pandemic hit and people stopped traveling on buses. The company wasn't able to raise any funds. And so now probably Cello is getting a very good deal on this company. They're acquiring them at a fraction of the price that they were worth prior to the pandemic. But 
that's the way it goes sometimes. All right, moving on to some funding news now. Online insurance startup Akko has raised $255 million in a funding round led by General Atlantic and Multiples Private Equity at a $1.1 billion valuation, making them India's 33rd startup unicorn of 2021. And this is up from their previous valuation of $500 million. That's a more than 2x jump. That's pretty good. So congratulations, Akko. So Akko has more than 70 million customers. I myself am one of them. This video is not sponsored by Akko, but I love their service. I use them to insure my scooter and it's super easy. You just get on the website. It takes like five minutes. You plug in your details and you're done. They send you the email where you get your insurance and you're covered for a year, two years, three years, whatever you pay for, but it's really easy. And that's why they were able to bring in revenue of 209 crore rupees in the financial year of 2021. Now, they don't just offer scooter insurance or bike or car insurance. They also offer health insurance. And this is actually where they're gonna be focusing these fresh funds. They're gonna be building more insurance products in that healthcare space. All right, next up in the funding, News online investment platform Grow has raised $251 million in a funding round led by Iconic Growth at a $3 billion valuation, which is a 3x jump from their April 2021 valuation of $1 billion. That's a pretty big jump in valuation. So, congratulations, Grow. This platform is being used now by more than 15 million people to invest in stocks, mutual funds, and IPOs. And of this 15 million people, 60% are first-time investors. So they're going to be using these funds to just generally broaden their reach and also to invest in their educational initiatives. They're trying to spread financial investment awareness to first-time investors who are getting onto their platform. All right, next up in the funding news, full-stack agritech solutions provider Dehat has raised $115 million in a funding round led by Sofina and Lightrock India. So in a nutshell, what Dehat allows farmers to do is acquire inputs through the platform. And if they can't afford those inputs, then they can get credit to buy them and then they'll pay that back later. They can also access advisory services. And then when it's actually time to sell their produce, they can actually sell that directly to institutional buyers through the platform as well. So today, Dehat is being used by more than 700,000 farmers across seven Indian states, and the company is actually making pretty good money. They brought in revenue totaling 352 crore rupees in the financial year of 2021, and they're expecting that number to go up to 1,400 crore rupees in the financial year of 2022. So they're going to be using these funds to improve their technology interface and also to add more value-added services to their portfolio to replicate their success across major agricultural clusters in the next 12 to 15 months. All right, next up in the funding news, Intracity logistics provider Porter has raised $100 million in a funding round led by Tiger Global Management and Vitruvian Partners. So basically, Porter offers an on-demand marketplace of mini trucks and bikes that allow you to move small or large packages within a city. So they've already served more than 5 million customers across 13 cities, and they plan to use these funds to increase that number to 35 cities by 2023. And they also want to just solidify their position as the market leader in this space. All right, next up in the funding news, EdTech startup Teachment has raised $78 million in a funding round led by Rocketship.vc and Vulcan Capital at an estimated unconfirmed valuation of $500 million. So Teachment is currently being used by more than 10 million tutors and teachers. And essentially what the platform allows these people to do is digitize their classrooms and also conduct online classes 
through the platform. They're going to be using these funds to strengthen their proprietary classroom technology and also access the international market. All right, next up in the funding news, Clear, which was previously called ClearTax and is an online platform that enables individuals and small businesses to file their income tax returns, has raised $75 million in a funding round led by Cora Capital. And this funding round was also participated in by Stripe. This is their first investment into an Indian company. So these funds were raised at an estimated valuation of $700 million, although this number has not yet been confirmed by the company. The platform is being used by 6 million individuals and 1 million SMEs. And they're going to be using these funds to expand into the B2B credit and payment space and also to continue their global expansion by entering the European market and also continuing their expansion in the Middle Eastern market as well. All right, that is all the startup news that I have for you guys this week. I hope you enjoyed the video. I hope you learned something from it. And if you did, it would mean a lot to us if you could hit the like button, share this video with a friend or two. And also, if you haven't already subscribed, now would be a great time to do so. We post new videos every single week about Indian startups, entrepreneurs, and the latest news. Also, if you are a regular viewer, then you probably have noticed that I sound a little bit off. <laughs> so I have a bit of a cold right now. So thank you for bearing with me here. And also I'm in a new room. I've actually shifted. So I'm in a new house now. And so the acoustics in this room are not really to my liking. It's a bit too much of an echo or a reverb effect than the previous room that I was filming in. So I think I need to fill in this room with some other stuff so that I don't have as much of that echo. So again, thanks for bearing with me. Also, I wanted to say thanks to all of our Backstage with Millionaires members, our unicorns, our decacorns, and our hectacorns. All of you guys are helping us to do what we do, educating people here in India and also outside of India, whether they be Indian people living abroad or even foreigners who just wanna know what's happening in India's startup ecosystem, you're helping us to educate everybody about the things that are happening here. And there are big things happening here. And I think a lot of the world doesn't realize that. And we wanna make sure that they do. And so we're making these videos to show people both in, and also here in India as well. There's a lot of people who don't know what's happening here and they watch these videos and they say, wow, I had no idea that there was so much going on in India's startup space. So you guys are actually supporting us in our efforts to do that. And I wanted to say thanks to you. And also, if you've watched this video through to the end, if you're still watching, even if you can't afford to financially support what we do here, just the fact that you've made it this far is plenty of help. So thank you guys so much for watching this episode of Backstage with Millionaires, and I will see you in the next one.